Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Beaumont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Pulse. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That's great. I, um, I saw A Star is Born How was this it? week. How was it? I, I don't want to get spoilers away, even okay. though this is a fourth rendition. So yeah. the spoilers are out there. It, it was good. I'm not mad that I went. Mm-hmm. I, I think I don't think that the the movie as a whole it starts off really strong. Okay. And then it kind of dwindles, and there are still some very powerful moments towards the end. There's just some also moments that happen, and you're just like what the heck, you guys had it right there. Mm. If, if only you could really key into that that emotion more, the audience would probably be giving so much more praise. Like, the, sh- the movie itself is getting a lot of praise by critics and everything. Yeah. I think that people are giving it more than it actually deserves, in my opinion. And it's not that I didn't like it, it's just that I think that there... It's not that Lady Gaga isn't a good actress, okay? okay. She's an ama- She does a really good job. Towards the end, though, it starts to get just a bit... She doesn't do as well with some of the emotional beats as she could have or as could have been done by somebody who probably has a little bit more experience than she does. Okay. That's fair. So, yeah... Overall, though, like like I said, I am not glad. I'm not mad that I saw this in theaters. It is really cool what they did in terms of the sound design, as well as feeling like you're on the stage with them. Okay. And the fact that you realize that Bradley Cooper literally fall like he went on live stage to film these these scenes. Like that isn't CGI. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he didn't, and I saw an interview with him, and he's like, I didn't know if they were going to kick me off, boo me, or throw stuff at me. And they also, they, they didn't want the songs to get released, so only, um, they could only um, have the sound go for the first six rows. Okay. So, so some of the people in this crowd didn't even hear what was going on. Wow, I figured I figured you were gonna say that they uh, had people check their phones at the door. No, no, it's just it's it's crazy. And the moment I realized, like it was no, that's a real stage. Those are that's a real crowd. They're they're filming this, and of course they want to hit certain beats, but but that's that's a lot and. I, I'm gonna be more that much more interested to learn about how they shot the scenes for Bohemian Rhapsody and see if I can really tell the difference um, because I feel like with Bohemian Rhapsody that is more CGI than um, in the Stars one. Yeah, CGI and also uh, you know how much of it will be original um, Rami Malek versus Freddie Mercury. Right, absolutely. It's, it's really hard for me to take some of those trailers seriously because I'm like, hey, Rami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rami. Yeah, yeah. Especially towards the end of that trailer where they're like, Freddie, you're a legend. And then it's a long pause and 
excuse me and Freddie's just like we're all legends and I'm like oh my god what is going to be this movie <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like hello friend <laughs> can you imagine if he said that in response <laughs> oh, if he does I'm like I'll, I'm just I'll die right there in the theater <laughs> oh classic <laughs> so you must be having a really good week. Your two favorite shows in this comic book world is are back on. Yeah, and I was not disappointed with either one. Well, well I know. That does not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, well, I will say I, I had, and we'll, we'll, I know we'll get into it in more depth, but uh, I, I had, I will freely admit that I had very, very, very low expectations for the Flash. I. I I really, I really did in the hiatus. Uh, I didn't, I did not rewatch season four uh, at all, and uh, because that was just how kind of um, disappointed I was with with last season. Um, you know, usually, I, you know, during the summer, I will, I will make the time to to rewatch it. But um, actually, I ended up going back and rewatching parts of season one and two just to remember how good the show actually was in those first two seasons to get the bad taste out of my mouth from some seat from how disappointing season four was. Well, yeah, yeah. I uh, so let's let's get into the flash then. Yeah, let's, uh, let's do it. Nora Westallen is here. And excess, as she's referred to, um, in the future, mm -hmm. 30 years in the future, she's a protector of Central City, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Everybody's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. This, this episode, it's, you know, it, it is very refreshing in the sense that the monologue is now from Nora's perspective. And yep. a lot of the elements that we have grown to to love and enjoy um, have changed because it's not, they, they kind of made a statement in the sense that, yes, Barry Allen is still our central hero, but this is just as much as this is going to be Barry's story, it is also um, an important story for Nora. At the same time, though, the episode kind of got bothered me a bit because it was pretty much broadcasted from the very first scene with her interacting with everyone that yeah Barry's not going to be around <laughs> and <laughs> and that's really the motivation and and they had me fooled for for a little bit with the whole tachyon thing mm -hmm. but it just it, it it annoys me how Barry figures it out and yet Iris is still kind of like I don't know what's going on I think I think she's here and and I'm just like Iris is not that stupid she can't be that stupid like I don't know how long they're gonna they're gonna um, keep this secret but I'm almost afraid that they're gonna do what they've done in the past and keep the secret one or two episodes longer than they should have when you say the secret, what secret that that, that Nora's Barry? Barry's gonna, Barry's gonna disappear in twenty twenty four. But I thought they have seen the headline. 
Uh, yes, Iris has, I think, I do believe you're right. Iris has seen the headline, but what she does not, that's not registering her in the same way that it is with Barry right now. No. Like, you even saw with Barry where he realizes it, and and w didn't you think it was a secret at the end when he didn't really, he wasn't honest with Iris as to why suddenly he changed his attitude about um, Nora sticking around yeah, longer now, than original. Now that that part did bother me because I was like, wait a minute, haven't you guys over the last four years learned anything? Because we're <laughs> we're back into the you know the typical trope on the Flash where there is always some big secret that one of our prime characters is hiding from the rest of the team. So yeah, so that part did bother me. Uh, especially given how earlier in the episode when uh, Barry was actually like, we need to send her back. Uh -huh. And, you know, finally it's like ding, 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 light bulb. What Jay told him during the flashpoint finally sunk in about time travel. And so, so for him to, you know, have that change of heart at the end of the episode, and quite frankly, no one call him on it, uh, did surprise me. And it was disappointing because it's like, okay, we're falling back into the old pattern again. So so it's interesting. Like, like I think we're saying the same thing, but I think we're also expressing it in very different ways because mm -hmm. I really, the one part of this I did really like was the motivation for Barry to have that um, change his mind because mm -hmm. that was very interesting. I mean, they kind of spell it out, um, articulated in the sense that we are, for the past four seasons, we've been accustomed to very trying to change everything that happened um, in the past mm -hmm. and trying to recreate his history. When when the spin is now, he's trying to protect his future. And, and the realization that his future isn't even his own in a sense. Like no. he's going to make a decision in 2024 that's going to isolate him from his family and take him away from experiencing everything he wanted to as a father. Yeah. And so now he's kind of like, well, Iris is right. I, I need to be here and I need to bond with her because I'm not going to get that chance. When really what he should be thinking is what kind of dumb, why would I ever like, it's interesting how they're, he's so focused on Nora when really, why isn't he analyzing more? Well, why do I disappear in 2024? Right. Why aren't we investigating that? Yeah. And what can we do to, to change that? But, but it seems that, you know, if they, they did have some, uh, you know, Wally had some useful points th throughout the story this time, since they still can't figure out how to properly u utilize him as a speedster. Um, Wally made a good point that, you know, during his time with the Legends, there are certain fixed points in time and fixed points yes. in history. So, and I think they've learned this too from, from their experience with Savitar in that, um, certain things are just predestined to happen and they must happen. Otherwise, if you don't, then you do end up with the flashpoint type of scenario where, you know, all good things that you were trying, all the things, evil things you were trying to, to end, you end up spiraling and making things worse. So having those fixed points, like for example, Barry, um, you know, Nora, Alan, 
grandmother, you know, getting killed by Thawne, um, and certain other other points must must happen. Otherwise, you know, we'll we'll just end up with very very bad things, and the space time continuum disappears. But the other thing that was bothered, the other thing that I'm, it's going to be interesting to see is how they're going to use Nora in this in the show because, you know. You know, throughout the episode, as I was watching it, and for example, when they dealt with Gridlock, she was like, "Oh, he was a one and done," and um, and yes, he was a one and done in the sense that you know Cicada took care of him, but Team Flash, you know, he managed to uh, wreak some more havoc on the city. That you know, unfortunately, they were able to save you know save the passenger on the airplane, but. Um, you know, again, them knowing certain pieces of the future could end up in a situation where she Marty McFly's herself. And, um, you know, at least in Back to the Future, I guess throughout the episode, I couldn't help but just think about Back to the Future. And, and I think for me, that was one of the things about The Flash when they used the time travel trope well what makes the show fun because it took that, that off the shelf last season and it, you know, it, 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 it harmed the story, not having that sort of trap door and all the possibilities that, uh, that time travel opens up, uh, being off, off the table. Right. I, I don't know if Cicada was involved in the original gridlock. Mm-hmm. I got the sense that yeah, it was one and done because she didn't she didn't interfere when he originally went after gridlock. Right. And so that kind of threw off. So it is going to be interesting to see if in the future when Cicada finally does start to encounter um, the Flash and his team if Nora will know who he is or mm-hmm. if, if Cicada is actually going to be a ramification for, of Nora being in the present day timeline. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking already that because she has changed the timeline that he is a by, he is a byproduct of her interfering with, with events. Right. And, and it's not going to be her interference with gridlock. It's totally the season four finale. Mm-hmm. And, and what occurred during during that. I think that's the event that, looking back, is probably a lot more hard than soft. Mm-hmm. Weird analogy, but that's totally the, the way they explained it in the show. Yep. You know, you, you mentioned Wally West and how he was used. It's really weird for me to think, and looking back on an episode, and be like, you know what? Uh, Ralph wasn't that bad. I know. Uh, yeah. They, they, uh, they think... They, fig- they figured out how to write Ralph. <laughs> the misogyny is gone, and the and, and but it, but I, I will say those were that was the way with the time travel and him like you know bring rolling out the uh, the, the the white the 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 glass and start doing all the earths and stuff. I mean, I did. I, I will freely admit I was laughing out loud because. Uh, that, that's, again, that's where the show, where the, the humor of the show works. And they, and they nailed it with that. And they nailed, and they nailed Ralph's humor with it out being juvenile, but in the context of the show. Right. I, I don't, I liked it because 
it reminded me a lot of season one Cisco humor. Mm-hmm. And and for whatever reason, they're not utilizing Cisco the way he has been in the past. And I don't I don't get it, frankly. I also don't get what they're doing with Caitlin. I mean, now we're going to be on an investigation of what really happened with her father, Cicada, anyone? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good theory. Hey, it could very they could be linked. It could be linked. It's, it's just bizarre, I guess, because when we have a character like Ralph who was introduced just last season, very polarizing character as well. Mm-hmm. Only and then to start this new fr- um, season, fresh of breath air, and and still, despite everything, you still remember the cracks that have been here season after season season. They know how to write a a Barry Allen storyline. They they've they've expanded it to create this West Allen family, mm-hmm. but but Cisco and Caitlin are still like the toys that they'll take off the shelf, play, and then put them back on, and you never know when they're going to get taken off the shelf again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess with Cisco, I mean, given that the story this time did not have the six month time jump, we really found Cisco. So weird. So, so weird. weird that it didn't have that, which which makes my mind go straight to next week when Arrow returns. I'm like, huh? How soon? How long has Oliver been locked up? Right. Uh-huh. Right. All uh-huh. right. I mean, the timelines, especially with Elseworlds being the crossover, timelines will be everything this year. They will be. They will be. Um, because yeah, I mean, you, you you make a good point about uh, with Arrow next week. Uh, will we? Will it be? Will it be uh, a week after he uh, he you know he flips and turns himself in, or will it be six months, or, or you know we, we'll, we'll I guess we'll find out Monday. But um, mm-hmm. but you know I, I guess what the I was going to say with the lack of the time jump. With Cisco, you know, he's still fresh off to break up with Gypsy and going through the depression and everything. So, you know, it's not like when we, you know, the angry Cisco that we, we had in season three, uh, starting off with, uh, with the flashpoint and Barry being responsible for Dante's death. Uh, this, now, now we, we have, uh, drunken, depressed, heartbroken Cisco. Uh, but then he still has his moments of, you know, of humor and, and, and Cisco's own, you know, way of, of, you know, cracking jokes and, you know, the back ended way that they actually, uh, got you know, how Gridlock got his name. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. so, you know, so there, he had, he had those great, those classic Cisco moments. I think Caitlin, uh, this episode, uh, we got to see, you know, Caitlin was just our, our sturdy, Caitlin, we, you know, she really didn't have, you know, again, since there wasn't a time jump, we're, we're, we are encountering her, uh, still, you know, we got a killer frost mention, but, uh, we obviously don't have any more information other than the little tidbit stuff that she shared with Ralph and, and Ralph being a private detective, uh, you know, go, went out and found, uh, some information about, her father or, and, or, or lack thereof. And, uh, you know, presents that a good springboard for her story this season, as far as, uh, what we saw with the Bob at the end of last season, where she, uh, 
became Killer Frost when she was a child. So, you know, so there were those, uh, those elements that for, you know, for our supporting characters, really, you know, this episode really was setting up Nora and Nora's story and how Nora and Barry have, uh, despite her only knowing, you know, pro- no real, no real memories of her father beyond the stuff she learned about him in the Flash Museum. Um, you know, how they're, but they automatically have that, that bond. And I will say that, uh, they, Grant and Jessica played off each other super well. I mean, they just have a natural chemistry like a father daughter would have. Um, and, and so, and then the awkwardness of, uh, of her relationship with Iris and, you know, we could already see the, um, whatever caused the, the rift between them, you know, we, we got to see some of that when they were at, where they, when they were in jitters and trying to talk to one another. And, you know, whereas with Nora and Barry, it was very fluid, very natural with Iris and then Nora, it was very awkward. And, um, for on, on both their parts. And, you know, obviously from Nora's standpoint, knowing that in the, you know, that as the time, as the original timeline unfolded, she and her mother are, sounds like they're pretty much estranged. Um, whereas Iris sees this as great possibilities as she, as she talked to Barry about all these new firsts that, you know, Barry was lamenting that he wasn't going to have in this new timeline because now he knows that they have a daughter. Uh, Iris was trying to put the positive spin on it, but, uh, you know, again, I think what I liked about this opening episode was it just opened up so many good storytelling opportunities, uh, for this season that, uh, that I hope, um, will, you know, will get executed very well. And, and some of the things that the article that we I talked to you about last week, uh, where, uh, the executive producer was saying that they've learned about, you know, have maybe not trying to pull out a full season arc with the big bad and the simple fact that they introduced the big bad in the first episode instead of us having to wait till you know x point in the season to find out who the big bad is i think that's i think that's a good thing storytelling wise because we you know there'll be other mysteries that we can we can work through this season versus the usual trope of the Arrowverse shows of, you know, when are we going, you know, you know, that mid season crossover or early season crossover break where they, they reveal who the new, who the big bad is. So, so I like the way they're, they're structuring this season. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, I know I said a lot there. I'm going to go all the way back to Cisco and Caitlin. Okay. I know, I know I packed a lot of stuff there. Cisco and Caitlin, so Cisco, he has a line in the episode that stood out to me, despite I didn't like how he was utilized. It was basically a reminder, like, hey, just an FYI, this is exposition about where we are with Cisco's character and where we are with Caitlin's character, although they really have nothing to do this episode. Yeah. And, um, but he does have a line where he says, um, in naming gridlock that you mentioned, he talks about how he's um, he's a a fool of fate or fate's fool, and I think that kind of 
indicates what's going on with Team Flash this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they they already mentioned a lot about happy endings, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm trying to figure out at what point did anybody tell them that a comic book story is a fairy tale. I don't know if comic book hero, heroes actually ever get a happily ever ever after. And I don't, I think it's really interesting that that has come up a few times over the last few years. Um, but I don't really understand where that expectation comes from. Um, maybe it's that reconcile, reconciliation between I was this person living a normal life one day and then the next day I'm, I'm the extraordinary and I don't know what that means. And, um, my life is about sacrifice all of a sudden now. Um, but you don't get anything in return when you're um, constantly self-sacrificing. I have no idea if anything makes sense that I just said. No, I, I hear where you're going. Um, I, I, I don't know, Will. I think that this episode, me and you have a, a little bit of a different interpretation because I actually did not get the sense that... I didn't think that this was too different from anything I've seen before from The Flash. I mean, the... I don't know why, but having them show Cicada at the end, I still think that they're leaving it a mystery. There's st- Because technically we don't know. He didn't even say his name was Cicada, right? Or no. did he? Um, don't think so. He just said that I want you all to die. So yeah. we understand his mission. But we still don't know technically who he is, right. where he comes from. So I think that there is a lot for them to unpack. And I'm still very concerned that you also told me Nora's going to stay for the whole entire season. Yep. This is going to get worn out real quick. I um, see. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think, from, but I've also read that she's going to have various arcs of her own. And I think, you know, and, I've, and just sort of looking at, other theories and folks on Twitter. Um, I hadn't seen, hadn't had a chance to check out any Facebook flash, uh, chat rooms, but at least on Twitter, there's definitely some theories going about that. You know, Nora will 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 meet her demise this season. Um, oh, don't get me wrong, I don't want her dead. Yeah, I know, I, I know, but I'm just trying to the think. Most, the most interesting thing that they can do with what they set up in this episode is for us to see Iris West 30 years in the future. I want to know who Nora's mom is, because that's not the same Iris West that we know in present day. No. And and I think that is a much more interesting point. If they're not going to focus on why Barry disappears or how, if they're going to leave that for season 10 or something, okay. But, but then use this opportunity to really show what that does to Iris and how that changes her completely. Because I think at the end of this, it's always going to boil back to Barry's decision and what that, what that means to Iris and how that does strain that relationship between mother and daughter. Because think about it in the sense that you have the perfect family Mm -hmm. and then your husband makes the ultimate sacrifice. The daughter you left you're left behind to raise on your own. You see nothing but him in her. Yeah. And and you're so scared that she's going to do that too and also abandon you. Yep, yep. Like, I think that there can be some very fascinating mother dynamics 
mother-daughter dynamics more so than even between her and Barry. Like, I'm, I'm worried they're going to focus way too much on Barry's relationship with Nora when it's going to be a missed opportunity given what they've already set up in this um, pilot with that um, strained relationship between mother and daughter. Yeah, see, I'm hoping, I, I hope you're right. Because to me, you're right. That story to me is a whole hell of a lot more interesting about then, you know, then, as you said, Barry and, and Nora's story because they are so much alike. But oh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm agreeing with you, and um, it, it it will be it would be fun, especially given that we 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 do we do we do know. One that he, obviously that fixed point in time has always been, regardless of whatever happens in the various timelines, Barry always disappears April 24, 20, you know, April 2024. Mm-hmm. That's always been a fixed constant. No matter how many times Barry's changed timelines, that event where he gets into a fight with reverse flash and ends up missing remains there. The new thing that we've learned this season is that he's gone for 25 years. Um, and, uh, which is very close to the time that he was gone in the comic books In the comics, he was gone 23 years. And so, uh, some of the things it would be great if we could somehow they do a episode or two this season, like you said, where we do get to see, you know, 2049 Iris, um, where she is, you know, still, um, Barry's still gone, and um, and we're learning, um, you know, how that impacted her, and and how it will, inter- you know, as you said, how that impacts her relationship with 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 her daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that is a more interesting story. Uh, this is a little this is a little fun little, you know, geek out moment though. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, about about the article uh all the all the name drops that were that were in in the uh, article about the the night that uh, Barry disappears um and and how it, and also and one of these is very relevant to this season with Batwoman being mentioned with the uh uh being one of the people mentioned and um with Elseworlds um and I guess I saw the Adam which uh, another little easter egg with the new suit I guess the second Adam was the one who designed it for him, mm-hmm. uh, which which is funny. I was wondering how they were going to do that with the suit. If, if Barry was going to be the one that constructed it, like the comic book, or or, or was it someone else? And obviously, we got that answer this this with the episode. And I guess Hulk, uh, Hulk Girl, and um, which you know maybe we'll get a crossover with Titans. Maybe, maybe. doubt it. But doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one can dream. One can dream. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, while one season premiere had a lot of excess mm-hmm. baggage, um, another season premiere came back and did what what it should have. Yeah. Um, Black Lightning. So the rise of the green light babies. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't get over that. Um, I, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that's... You know, you know the yeah. more I think about it, I like this show the more it gives me Twilight Zone vibes. Mm. 
then when they go the superhero melodrama route, mm-hmm. there is something about the kind of circumstance they've set up with this. When they, like those scenes when Lynn was in the interview. Yeah. It, room, I like those. Oh, yeah. Yes. But then when she gets out and and you have some of this, and, and we'll get into her and Jefferson. I still have my same complaints as last season. I have not changed. Oh, you just, I know you're, I know. Go ahead and get your fan video ready. To her and Gamby, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think overall, this, this season premiere reminded me um, and really illustrated why I liked what I did from the first season, mm-hmm. um, as well as kind of just putting putting the the pieces back on the table. You know, it's a it's a new year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they they have it. They're 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 also is in a hiatus here, right? Yeah. The events were fairly close together between the season finale and season premiere. Yep, they were. They were. Yeah. Yeah, and and I also appreciate how they um, they allowed Deputy Chief Henderson to figure out who the man behind the mask was. Yes, that was a brilliant move. Yeah. Because if they hadn't, then it just would have undermined his undermined his character. Yeah, and and it was a great scene on it, top of it. Yeah. It was just a really powerful moment and. It, it's it's really that, that it's a classic betrayal. Like like you always have that moment in these shows when the the person who's supposed to know you and and feels like they've always had a good a good understanding of who you are realize that you've been hiding this aspect of yourself. Mm-hmm. And and there's just a very Shakespearean part to that that I always appreciate, despite constantly sitting here being like. When will you figure it out? When? <laughs> when? When? Yes, yes. And so, yeah, and, and, and yeah, and it would have been so disappointing if they just if they had that drag on. I mean, it, it like you said, it was just a very powerful moment, and just and then just to see you know see the detective like just like the inner the, he just played it so well that inner turmoil of like. I'm being, I've been played a fool by my friend. I feel betrayed. This dude's a vigilante. I got my, you know, should I take him in? I mean, all those, you know, all those emotions that he was just, just, just dealing with at that moment. Um, it was, yeah, it was a very powerful scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be a, one of the moral struggles of the season. Yeah. If they play it right. Like they they could stretch that a little bit longer, especially considering the how and I think Jefferson even says it at one point, like everybody's turning on people with powers. Mm-hmm. So even if Black Lightning, Thunder and whatever we call Jennifer these days, um She'll eventually would be lightning. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there there's a fear, even if they do good, they're still the outcasts. Yep. Yeah. And and so I think it it's it's always that heat element. Um, we we know who each other are. We know where we stand. And mm-hmm. if I have to take you down, I will because this is my job and you're doing your job. And wherever this falls, it falls. We we have enough respect. So 
Um, that's just another part I really liked about this season premiere. Um, I will be honest with you. Well, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer bothers me so much. <laughs> she just does. I know you've never been a big fan. I mean, I, even last season, I know you were not. Uh, you, you were not quite. You were, were not enamored with her. I just it, it is. It is very odd to me. I, I feel like at times this show can have these 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 long moments and really understand what it's trying to do, the story it's trying to tell, mm-hmm. and then it stretches itself too thin because it also wants to explore this area. It also wants to do this. It wants to be that. It wants, and I'm just like, it's too much for me at times because I get very disoriented. I... If we're going to focus on Jefferson and him being the principal and having um, the high school taken away from him, that's one aspect. Yeah. But to add in on a teenager love story between Jennifer and Khalil, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, spoiler alert, they don't make it out alive. Yep. <laughs> like, it's, it's not needed. Yeah. And I don't know why they keep trying to get it incorporated. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't distract me too much this episode. I, I, I mean, I, I know where, I know where you're, what you're saying. Um, but I guess for me, I, I was, you know, the, the storyline uh, as far as Jefferson and, you know, basically, but yeah, but on the very day that Jefferson goes on this quote unquote vacation is when Black Lightning and Tobias, like, you know, have their ultimate showdown in the school. Uh, you know, again, it was one of those things where things are coming to a head where his, and I get, and I, and they it, it touched on it quite a bit last season where his life as black lightning was interfering with his, his normal quote unquote normal life. And, you know, and then we're seeing this play out now as far as the consequences of him coming back last year. And so, you know, so there was that tension where he was like, okay, I can fight for the school or fight for my job. But well, season two, the book of consequences. Yeah, and I also, and also some, you know, the arrogance of 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 Jefferson in that, like, I got this. You know, we always have this kind of like, you know, game with the with the board of directors of the school. But I, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to win this because I've won every other time. And this time, you know, his his friend was like, "Dude, no, um, this is not going to happen this time." And um, and you know, and then of course he had you know had to resign in order to save the school. So, um, you know, it, it, you know, all these things are setting up for uh, a, you know a, a very interesting art for Jefferson this this season and. You know, and how he's going to be able to protect, you know, the underlying thing of trying to protect the kids who are these green light kids um, will, and, 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 you know, now no longer as principal, I'll, I'll be interested to see how he's able to do that um, as Jefferson Pierce or will we get into the, um, you know, more of him being, you know, vigilante black light and, and doing that. You never know, because, I mean, considering his current relationship with his ex, very hot and cold, cold, 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I well, but but that but, but to me that but to me that is actually one of the things I like about the show is that that they 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 are they act like a real couple and, and they have ups and downs and they do bicker and they and, are divorced and they are divorced and they're it's a, you know if it's like you know status update you know complicated it, it's complicated. What I mainly hear and what I mainly observe from a third-party spectator, yeah. Once you once you cross that line, sign those pa- um, papers, it's really like losing a limb, and and it just it it, I, it bothers me. And you know what? It probably annoyed me just a little bit more. And Jefferson, it annoyed Jefferson too when Lynn is like, it's like, well, well, this is um. He he says it's oh at first it was a disease now it's something else mm-hmm. like like it's it, I I I guess I just don't understand why they would set it up to where she was so so against everything he stood for as Black Lightning yeah uh, due to the harm it caused on him and their family as a unit. Um, for for then her to walk out and and remove herself from that picture and then suddenly find herself back in, I I still am unclear as to why and maybe that's something that the writers are holding back on, mm-hmm. um and I just want to know now as opposed to waiting patiently. I, I'm not patient. You're not patient. You you need a ten episode season so we can get to it fast. <laughs> I just I, I just I don't I. I want to understand exactly where the characters are coming from with some of these choices because, to me, if you're divorced, you're you're, you're divorced. But I don't know. Maybe it's it's something with Jennifer. And what was interesting is they spent a lot of time with Jennifer, like kind of not knowing what to do with her powers, mm-hmm. which is funny because guys. Thunder just got her powers too, and she seems to be managing just fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very, very, very well, and to the point where she's just like, you know. But you, to go to go back to what you said earlier about uh, people with powers not being trusted. Uh, you know, Thunder just decided, you know what, I'm gonna go completely underground and be this vigil, you know, be this true savior, and um, you know. Take out some of the drug lords and the, and help help these people who want to take on you know sue the government to you know take care of these kids. Um, and so you know I wonder how you know I wonder you know given that with the green light babies how people are so suspect with people uh, with powers. I wonder if part of this season is going to be uh, where uh, Friedland is actually going to turn on Black Lightning and Thunder, and and you know they're going to have to go to these under, you know underground measures and not be as uh, conspicuous when they when they are trying to you know fight Tobias uh, this season. 
I think I think there was a clear moment where they set that up that there, whether it's halfway or closer to the end, there's going to be an episode that ends with people attacking Black Lightning and Thunder, and, yeah. or even Lightning, mm-hmm. um, and Lightning maybe the casualty in the wake up call that calls um, makes them realize that there has to be another way. Yeah. Um, of doing this correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of underground and keeping things on the down low, it was made very clear this episode that Gamby pulled some strings for Lynn. Yep. Uh, Lynn and him had a conversation. Jefferson was not aware of this conversation. Jefferson got a little bit too angry about them talking without him. Hee <laughs> hee. find a meta 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 human counselor you know for jennifer to help her you know deal with her acceptance or lack thereof of her powers yeah i one more moment that stood out to me uh that first scene in the parking garage that fight scene oh yes wow yeah with cyanide and uh and and the uh what's her name this it's the assistant principal yeah 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 cara it was yeah it was so good. It reminded me of the Iron Fist choreography that we saw in Iron Fist Two. Yes. Like there was with the dra- with the with the dragon and Danny. Yeah, it yeah. was very um, Netflix. It like, was. It... Like, we're used to arrow choreography, but this isn't the same. No. I didn't get the same vibes. I went straight to Netflix on this. I did too. I did too. And plus, with the soundtrack, with the music in the background, I mean, it was just, it was perfect. It, it, there was something almost cinematic about it. Yeah. I, I really like it, and they took their time with it. Mm-hmm. They just let the scene play out. It didn't feel choppy to me. Nope. Um, and when the girl, the substitute teacher, assistant person, whatever her name is, yeah. she knows how to wear some heels. <laughs> that was like such a moment for me. I'm like, hell yeah. Girl, yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. 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 
It was, it was, yeah, I, I, that was a thorough, I thoroughly enjoyed that whole sequence. And, and, and I, I did think Netflix and actually I was like, actually I liked it better. Cause I, I thought of you. I was like, Sarah's going to love this scene. <laughs> yes. And, and, uh, and, but also I thought it was for CW. I thought it was, um, I, I, I did think it was better than some of the sequences I saw in Iron Fist 2 this season. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would go that far. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going there. I, I'm staking myself out there, but I, I do that sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just think it's on par with it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and maybe it's just because I'm looking forward to Daredevil, and yeah. Daredevil always has amazing um, choreography in their fighting. But um, overall, I, I do. Don't get me wrong. Again, I, I did like this episode. I mm-hmm. thought it was a well done first episode of the season yep. to kick things off. Yep. I didn't. There wasn't too much exposition. There was almost just enough. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my problem with the Flash. I almost felt like it. It was a, an extended of. This is what you missed on last season. Yeah. Um, but well, it, but you know I I'm I'm ready to continue this story and to figure out these green light babies yeah yeah i mean it was very powerful i mean and i think one of the things that we talked about what we liked about black lightning last season and it carried it forward this season was again it was a, it's a superhero show but it's still very grounded and and real you know real world events, things that are happening, uh, you know, police brutality with, you know, very, you know, it was a very visceral start to the episode. I mean, where you had, you know, where you had this, you had this situation of police brutality with one of these green light kids. So, you know, you have this, you know, this green light drug as sort of a, you know, as a MacGuffin for, of why certain things happen in Freeland. But, you know, but as, based in things that happen in society and you know and they and they carry it they pull it off very well um uh, you know it, as far as this drop you know it's very character driven because again i mean we only saw really saw jefferson suit up with once when he was and we had to out himself to to the detective mm-hmm. and um and you know as far as other powers i mean it was you know thunder um, utilizing her powers to for good, but the other thing that really, what I really like about this show is it was very character driven, and also it's just a bunch of badass female, strong women characters and strong black women characters, which I think is another thing that um, I think is very appealing to to the show, not only for people of color, but I think just general populace as well. They they killed the only white woman on the show. Yeah, that's right. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did, and they only killed. Yeah, they killed a white man last year too. So. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, very Trumpian. Yeah, it was very maybe a metaphor for Trump. I don't know. Not getting political. Not getting political, y'all. Right, right. I. I, I totally agree with you. And to go back to my original statement about this episode, about what it when it does thing, when I like it the most, and I refer to it as Twilight Zone, and I refer to that because in the Twilight Zone they took these these bizarre circumstances and then and made you 
um, and told a story. And by the end of the story, you realize that, yes, this may be the extreme, but there there is this truth down in there. Mm-hmm. And there is something, um, th- there is this, the story itself points out the the part of the human psyche or the behavior that is currently existing in the world that we often want to look away from and we want to hide from Mm -hmm. and that's why twilight zone episodes tend to be very unsettling yeah it's because you have to and and so i found the parts of these episodes are black lightning when I when I say like I, I think they do it best when they go the Twilight Zone route is because they can refer to things as the green light babies, the pod people. And then at the end of it you're kind of still left with that unsettling there is truth buried beneath on all of that. Yep. Yep. And and so and I and I and I wish that they did that more and played less into the superhero melodrama we're on the CW tropes that sometimes this show can go into a bit more than I want it to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you. I definitely agree with the storyline with Khalil and 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 Jennifer. That's where it gets into it, and and also the interplay with Je- Jefferson and Lynn. But I think that conflict between Jefferson and Lynn, when they they do they have those hot and cold moments. Um, adds depth to their to, to to his to the bigger the larger struggle of trying to balance being a, a vigilante and also being a you know upstanding citizen right right and father and husband or now ex-husband so hey, too many labels yeah he's yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey you know it's like yeah it's it's a it's a, it's a very weighty show <laughs> Already figured out that Lynn and Jefferson cannot handle labels. You no. put a label, they will they will do something different in the next episode. They will. They will put labels on it. <laughs> okay. Hashtag okay. it's complicated. Yep. <laughs> oh man. So that is it for us tonight. Uh, next week we will be back talking Arrow and Supergirl, changing it up, um, trying to figure out how to do the show without. Um, talking too much about one and getting overwhelmed and and dragging uh, we got a long seasons ahead of us yep. and will why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you yes you can find me at will and polk that's w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k and you can find me at sj belmont s-j-b-e-l-m-o-n-t please follow our crew on twitter at scene and nerd Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We're also on YouTube, guys. I noticed some views. I really am excited about that, so check us out there as well. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>